Hi, it's JP Mac, and welcome to Liberty Relearn, not just another conservative blog. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you got a chance to listen to my Easter message. And it's nice from time to time to delve into the more spiritual matters. Uh, but we are here we are uh, a week later and we're back into more mundane things. And so in getting back into the mundane world, I am trying to log on parlor as many of you probably have. And I'm seeing this splash screen that says starboard and it's a press release. Um, so it looks like uh, Parler has been bought by this company, Starboard. So it's like a bad dream for Parler fans. It's deja vu all over again. The site is down again. This time, it's been taken down by its new owner. In its place, they put up a press release reading in part, No reasonable person believes that a Twitter clone just for conservatives is a viable business anymore. By refocusing on the cloud and IT infrastructure space, George Farmer has done an exceptional job at successfully leading Parliament into a critically important industry where it has already begun to excel, end quote. Parler was acquired by Starboard, a media conglomerate, taking its name from the right side of a ship. The move came suddenly, as far as I can tell, without notice. Starboard states that they are about providing uncancelable platforms, yet they took down one of the very few. Another part of the press release reads, Advancements in AI technology along with the existing code base and other new features provide an opportunity for Starboard to begin servicing unsupported online communities, building a home for them away from the ad hoc regulatory hand of platforms that hate them. That sounds good but somehow is not reassuring. Is such a service necessary? Probably. Is this the best way to reassure the Parler user they'll have a home away from the madness that is the Twitterverse? Probably not. There's nothing in the statement to reassure the Parler users to stick around because that what comes will be better than ever. How many times will parlor users have the rug yanked out from under them before they jump ship for truth, social, getter, or a kinder, gentler Twitter? I don't know what sort of company Starboard is, and I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but the ham-handed way they just took down parlor is not a good start. And so that is my official statement on what I think about uh, Starboard's handling so far of Parler. Um, perhaps a better way to have done it maybe have been to ease the 
viewer in to the idea that uh, Parlor is being taken over and that over time there are going to be certain changes made. And maybe from time to time uh, the Parlor uh, website will be taken down. And, and but instead they just you know all of a sudden you you go to the login and there you have you have that uh, splash screen and the um, you know the press release that I just talked about and so that doesn't really uh, reassure me uh, maybe I'm jaded probably a little bit cynical but you know as a parlor user you know, it's all, I guess, unfortunately, par for the course. You know, you think you have a platform one day, and then you go to log in, and it's gone. And, of course, you know, in the process of getting back up, you know, they had a couple of, you know, they had a little bit of a slow start, but we, are, we were all patient with Parlor, and finally they got back up and running, and we thought, you know, everything was good. Well, little did we know. That, as I said before, we'd have the rug yanked out from under us yet again. Um, again, there's been talk of Parlor being bought out by Ye, formerly Kanye West. That deal fell through when he made some inadvisable statements that we're not going to go into. But that kind of... Um, ruin the deal and so they had to go and look for someone else and uh, you have this starboard company that apparently they own a couple of sites uh, and, and things like that and they're interested in uh being on uh, in a you know non-cancelable space and so so you go over parts of their um statement Again, um, just again to re reiterate some of the points that I kind of glossed over during my um, initial, you know, reading. Um, so it says, no reasonable person believes that a Twitter clone just for conservatives is a viable business anymore. That's not reassuring, really, not, at least not to me. I mean, maybe that is so. Maybe that is the case. But, you know, some of us want a Twitter clone for conservatives. I don't know if they understand that. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of the reason we're here. Some of us, you know, are basically forced here. Some of us never bought into the Twitter hype anyhow. And so waited for better better platform to come along and parlor was one of those platforms and so i don't know about the business model part of it that could be true but um there is a need i think for a uh place for conservative-minded people or at least freedom-minded people to get together and not have to deal with being canceled or demonetized or any of that crap that comes with uh, being on some of the other platforms. And of course, you know, many of us have spent a little while in Twitter jail or uh, Facebook jail or, or something like that. So, 
thought that parlor was uh, someplace that we could go and you know if you like that the Twitter concept but just don't like all the, the rules necessarily you know a parlor we thought was this place now they are sort of hinting at the, the part that you know parlor will be back up but when uh, they're talking about they hope um, by the end of the quarter well now let's see it says the terms of the acquisition are not being disclosed although starboard expects the deal to be creditive by the end of quarter two 2023 that's a couple months from now um so let's see that's like what june is the end of the second quarter so what what are you telling us that it's april now it's towards the end of april we're going to have to go through the entire month of may and most of june before we have our platform back what what are you telling us and so that's kind of my chief complaint for anybody out there who might happen to have be from starboard or have the ear of anybody on starboard so let them know that this particular fan is not happy with how they did it um of course i'd like to know how you feel um i'm gonna put that in the questions um with the podcast so if you're following on spotify you'll be answering the question probably something like do you uh use parlor and do you agree with how starboard uh did things when they acquired uh parlor so that will be some form of that question will be asked and i'd be interested to hear what what the thoughts of other people you know Maybe you think, well, Parlor wasn't that great anyhow. Maybe there's not enough people. Maybe it's not diverse enough. Um, maybe you prefer Truth Social or Getter or some other platform. Or now that Twitter is owned and more or less free under um, new, you know, new management, uh, maybe you you're back on Twitter. Maybe you know you went to Parlor just to get away from Twitter and now you think that Twitter is okay you know they're a little more expect accepting of free speech and under Elon Musk maybe you've gone back to Twitter and I do suspect that one of the nails in Parler's coffin or at least the, the Parler uh, that we've known it for at least the last what two years or so the, one of the nails in the coffin was when Elon Musk finalized his bid to take over Twitter and then he started uh, freeing people out of Twitter jail and lo- loosening up on the restrictions on free speech and things like that. I think so. A lot of the um, appeal of a, a, a platform like Parler was that you didn't have to put up with all the nonsense they had to put up with with being on Twitter and so that was one of the selling points for people to join parlor and once Musk um, bought Twitter then all that came to an end and they stopped all the silly uh, censoring nonsense that they were doing of course there's probably still a bit on Twitter I'm not on Twitter at least not yet maybe one day you know now that Elon Musk is 
uh, the owner. But as of now, uh, Liberty Relearn is not on Twitter. But so that was probably one of the nails in the coffin for Parlor, or at least Parlor as we've known it. Um, so according to this, they're not saying that Parlor is going away, but they're not saying that's coming back anytime soon either. And so we're left hanging to wonder what's going on with Parlor. Now, when Parlor started to come back online, it was you know it was done in phases, and they just had their splash screen and say, "Come back here and sign up, get your name in, and be registered for Parlor." And then once we're ready to go, we'll be gradually be brought back online and then you know every day or every other day you would go on parlor and you would see the quote from a new uh, verified account um talking about you know parlor or you know giving their little two cents worth and so at least it gave the parlor user something to look at other than a uh, a press release so maybe they'll do something like that well you know, it's only been two days. You know, this is dated April 14th, 2023. So we'll see. It's only been a few days as of the recording of this podcast. So we'll see. Maybe in a day or a week or, or so, they'll gradually switch over. And maybe they'll vary their announcements or let the users know what they have planned for them. But right now... You know, this is, um, to me, this is unacceptable that they just put up the screen without any notice. Um, maybe if you're, you've been on Parlor, maybe, I mean, aside from all of the talk that's been about Parlor, you know, shopping around for a buyer and the whole thing with Kanye West and all that. But besides that, there was no word. I mean, probably there was some sort of secrecy involved in whatever was in the deal. But, you know, maybe, like I said, you know, ease the user, you know, announce, hey, we've just bought par- Parlor. Um, you're going to see changes over the next few months. These changes are going to be great. And it's going to be integrated with this service and that service and this platform and that platform and... Uh, it's going to be a great uncancelable experience for all involved, but they're kind of not doing that. You know, they're they're not giving the parlor user, I think, sufficient reason not to jump ship and go to Getter. You know, like we are LR at LR Podcast at Getter on Getter, by the way, and so you know, why wouldn't you just jump ship? And go to Truth Social, you know. I think every day that this site is down, they are going to lose possibly forever uh, parlor users. That's just my opinion. So again, well, I guess we'll hear from the experts in the next few days about what they think. But that's just my opinion. I think every day that you try and get on parlor and you see this uh, screen, this uh, notice, um... I think they're going to lose users, and some of those users are going to be lost forever. And they're going to have to have a really great platform to get those users back. 
Um, and I don't know what they're going to do. If they're going to integrate with some video, you know, something like Rumble, or they're going to uh, integrate with some other platform, or they're going to do web hosting. Maybe you'll do, you know, a parlor account. Maybe you'll, you know, if you go with them, they'll do, you know, and your, your website is on parlor or, or starboard or whatever they're going to call it. You know, maybe you'll have, I'm just guessing here, maybe you'll have a virtually uncancelable website. Um, so, but they're really going to, I think, have to um, really appease the, the parlor users and make it up to the loyal parlor users, um, just taking it down basically out of the blue all of a sudden. At least it's uh, so it seems. And again, if you've heard, oh no, no, the parlor's been talking about doing this for weeks, and you just missed it. You know, let me know. But so far as I know, there's been no notice of parlor doing this. And you know, when I saw this notice on the screen, uh, that was the first um, I knew of this acquisition and of the uh, site being down. So, I mean, that kind of sucks because Parler was, again, I say was, but maybe still is, you know, hopefully, um, a good platform. You know, it was a platform. Yes, it was a majority conservative platform. Um, and yes, maybe Musk's acquisition of Twitter kind of made it sidelined and made it less um, needed, um, for lack of a better word, but, you know, still, we were on Parler, we were not on Twitter for a reason, a lot of us, and now, so now, where are we going to go? And, of course, you could go to Getter and follow at LR Podcast, just a suggestion, because you can find us there, or you can go to Facebook and follow libertyrelearn.com or just liberty liberty relearned so you could do that hopefully you are already but um you know i think the good thing about uh parlor was and that was kind of where i had my own personal blog where i'm just blogging as jp mac i'm not really blogging um necessarily as at LR Podcast or or as Liberty Relearned, I'm just blogging as JP Mac, and of course, um, tying in Liberty Relearned in a dystopic journal and all that too into what I'm doing on Parlor. Um, but you know, they had great stories. Um, I discovered Rebel News, which is a great news source, great site, which covers mainly the British Commonwealth countries, um, Canada. New Zealand and Australia, I think they're called ANZAC for short, um, mainly the, the English-speaking world outside of the United States. And so that was a real good site that I discovered strictly on Parler. And I think they're also on Getter too. But that was good, and I can interact as an individual. And then when I wanted to interact as the... LR podcast or Liberty Relearn, you know, all that was done mainly on uh, Getter, 
if it wasn't done on on Facebook also. And at Ella and LibertyRelearn.com online, which is the, the the primary source of all things Liberty Relearn. But anyhow, enough with the commercial. Um, so we will see. I hope they, you know, hasn't been really been the case. You know, this takeover only happened this, you know, beginning of the weekend, a couple of days ago. So, you know, maybe they haven't had really any feedback about what they've done. Maybe people, maybe I'm the only one out there complaining. I don't know. Maybe there's only a few of us. Um, but we'll see. I'd like to hear more about it. And for sure, um, what I hear, you know, particularly if it's really important, I will relay to you. You will hear it um, on Liberty Relearn or on the Dystopic Journal. Some One of the outlets for Liberty Relearn. You will hear it. Um, so I think Parler is a valuable um, platform. It's a valuable tool. And so I like uh, Parler. I like Getter. Um, Truth Social. You know, that strikes me. Nothing wrong with Truth, Truth Social per se. But it strikes me as just a limited audience to mainly Trump supporters and of course there's some people on there strictly for the purpose of trolling Trump supporters but other than that other than the people who love or hate Trump I don't know that there's much room on Truth Social that's not to say that one day you know you could very well see Liberty Relearn um, represented on Truth Social too but just not right now so Parlor, you know, so right now, Getter is the entire game. Um, well, um, I should say uh, Facebook and uh, Getter are, are the two podcasts until Parlor comes back up in some ways. And then, you know, what, what are they going to do? Um, what's it going to look like? Are you still going to have an account? And, you know, none of us know yet. And again... You know, as I learn things, you know, we'll relay it to you because certainly, you know, just selfishly, you know, if Parlor is back up and Liberty Relearn is on Parlor and I want you to listen to Liberty Relearn or just my point of view strictly as JP Mac, um, you know, I want you to know about Parlor being back up and where to find us on this new version of Parlor. You know, if and when it comes back up and what whatever form it comes in. So I'm certainly going to be motivated to let you know because, um, you know, we're not, we are not leaving Parlor. I mean, Parlor is down and don't know what's happening to it, but uh, Liberty Relearned or actually me, JP Mac, uh, you know, I intend to stick with Parler for as long as there's a Parler in a recognizable form. Um, but we'll see. And so, all right, let's get back to the announcement because there's other things I want to talk about. Um, let's see. You know, the... And, um, while the, and this is coming from the press release, uh, while the Parler app 
is as it is currently constituted will be pulled down from operation to undergo a strategic assessment and what does that mean what does a strategic assessment mean you know does you know what's the result what are the possible results um parlor being brought back up the way it ever looked in a different form or is it going to be taken down you know what do they mean by a strategic assessment and it says we at starboard see tremendous opportunities across multiple sectors to continue to serve marginalized or even outright centered communities even extended beyond domestic politics not too sure what they mean by that who are these other communities i mean is it the you know islamic extremist community um is it a pedophile community is it a cat lover community i think they already have most of the market space quartered but what what do they mean you know there's some other community you know talking about mainstream english speaking particular uh community you know what do they mean i mean they're not talking about liberals they're not talking about progressives because they're no they're in no way marginalized they have all the power that they could ever want or need well that's not true they could never have enough power as far as they're concerned but as far as the rest of us are concerned they have almost complete domination of most of the media landscape or or sphere or what have you so they have complete domination and maybe this act well you know starboard will help break that hegemony that you know the parlor started when they made a, an alternative to twitter a free speech alternative um maybe they will just build upon that and maybe parlor will just be one of one brick among many bricks and maybe they'll have a video service something like youtube or rumble and maybe they'll have uh cancel free banking and maybe they'll have uh cancel free web hosting um i don't know but you know if they're not doing these things then i mean what what is the point um you might as well just leave parlor up there and you know, worst comes to worst, there's no business model and they go bankrupt. And at least, you know, hopefully they give us a few weeks notice. But, I mean, we'll see. So, who who are, that's why I'm interested in knowing, who are these other marginalized communities that don't have a voice online or, or risk being canceled? Who are these people? Because, I mean, you have the Christian community you have other you know more conservative religious communities you have conservatives both you know european style conservatives and american republicans and libertarians um who who are they talking about other than your basic one of the mill libertarian and conservative person you know who are they talking about? Um, so, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out together. But 
that you know some of these things leave more questions than answers so that's one of the frustrating things about seeing just this press release and hopefully you know maybe we'll wake up tomorrow and it'll be changed or amended or something will be done in, in addition to it and we'll have more information than just this but you know it sounds good and it says talks about advancements in ai technology along with the existing code base and others other new features provide an opportunity for starboard to begin servicing unsupported online communities building a home for for them away from the ad hoc regulatory hand of platforms that hate them i mean so you know all is again this sounds good except the way you implemented it um so we'll i you know maybe allow some explanation you know they they had to take it down for some whatever reason you know i'm opening i'm open to hearing their explanation but right now you know this is not sufficient to for me so but again um I want, I really want to have a, um, I really want to, um, give, as I mentioned, uh, starboard the benefit of the doubt, but, you know, if you want goodwill, I mean, in then, you know, you, you have to throw us a bone. I mean, that would be the, the good thing for them to do. And hopefully they'll do it. I mean, hopefully they've, they're coming up right now and maybe Monday morning, well, they'll have a plan in place what they're going to do with, um, parlor. Um, because right now all this sounds good, but you know, it can mean so many different things. Are they coming back tomorrow? Are they coming back next week? Are they coming back at the end of June or the beginning of the third quarter? You know, when exactly, you know, what exactly are they uh, talking about here? Um, so we, we just don't know. And so, yeah, I'm griping and venting because, you know, I said, you know, the long-suffering parlor user, this is just another thing that gets between us and a platform. And, you know, like I said, if, if I wanted to be on Twitter, I would be on Twitter. Um, I'm on parlor instead for a reason. I think most of the parlor users also uh, share that sentiment. They're on parlor for a reason and not on Twitter. Um, certainly, they're, they're not on the Twitter of old prior to Elon Musk's takeover. Um, some of us are slow to get on Twitter. Um, like I said, probably at some point we'll be on Twitter too. Um, as long as they say free speech friendly. And that's another thing, you know, if we're not going to have um, Parler for months or weeks or whatever you know you know that could influence our decision also to go to twitter and they had better hope 
that if we go to Twitter and we don't like, you know, we think that's okay and we're not being censored and we're not being demonetized or whatever, you know, maybe we'll stay there. And so that's why I say every day and every week that, you know, the parlor user goes on and finds this screen, they're going to lose possibly forever um, users. And hopefully they're wiser than that. And so, you know, what can I say? If you're from Starboard, here's me telling you, you know, you know, you better respect the parlor user um, and at least give us the courtesy of letting us know what's up because you're off to a bad start right now. Again, don't know much about Starboard. Um, I've heard they, you know, there's a couple of sites like BizPack or something like that that they're on. Um, nothing really, you know, Im you know, impressive. That you know that gives me any indication of what kind of company they are. I mean, because there's a lot of uh, conservative outlets out there that are just, you know, they're all too willing to give up your freedom of speech and censorship and you know, even with Twitter nowadays, you know, you know, there's got to be tremendous pressure to bring back some of that censorship. And they've already been, you've seen, um, what it was that news service they have, um, I forget what it's called, but they banned that news service. Now, finally, finds out that that was like an outlet where some of the uh, secrets, um, trying to dance to another subject here. And so you probably heard of the Air National Guard airmen that allegedly um, captured state secrets and posted them online. And I think some of, I think it's Reddit, I think they're talking about. Uh, I think I think that's what uh, Twitter has done. I think if it's a post that's come comes from Reddit, you cannot copy that post. You cannot share that post. And I think that's what the, what they're doing. And so, and I think they've done that because someone gave them a call and say, "Hey, you know, we have all this uh, state secrets that are appearing on Reddit, one of our channels." And uh, we need you to shut down that uh, service on Twitter. And so they've acquiesced. And so they've already shown, you know, wobbly knees when it comes to doing things and being pressured by the government. And so, you know, you know, can, you know, is this starboard company another one of those will they give in to pressure um, from some state government or EU will they be forced to take on you know the EU laws with with regards to censorship and misinformation and all of that nonsense all of that basically censorship so the short answer and the only answer I have uh, about since and I do intend to do a little more research on this company, Starboard. Not a whole hell of a lot out there. Apparently, they used to be Olympic Media. So maybe under Olympic Media, maybe 
um, they've done things under there that I'm not aware of, but Starboard seems to have not a long pedigree, and so there's no really way of judging them, um, how they might uh, treat us with regards to censorship and free speech and stuff like that. So, I mean, so far they talk a good game. They talk about giving platforms to the disenfranchised groups that don't have a voice on other platforms, but who, who are they talking about? If they're not talking about libertarian or the conservatives or, you know, the the Christian or the um, other faiths like Islam, you know, who who are they talking about um, that doesn't have a platform? Um, we don't know. And so, when like I said, a, you know, part of me um, says just withhold. You know, reserve judgment until you find out more about these people and what they're up to. Uh, maybe this is all, uh, you know, a lot of ado about nothing. In a week from now, everything will be fine and we'll know what they're about. But, you know, and that's fine. You know, I, I, you know, I would love for all of my cynicism and jadedness to be proven wrong and misplaced. I would love for all of that to be proven misplaced but so far you know they're not off to a good start um, and they should know better than to yank the you know particularly a parlor of all platforms you're, you're going to yank that out from under them with really virtually no notice um, you know after what happened to them after January 6th they were unfairly yanked off of the entire internet basically by Amazon, the Amazon server, and they were deplatformed from um, from Google Play and um, iTunes, and they're deplatformed from you know from you being able to upload their app at all. And so, after everybody knows all this history with Parler, and then you're going to take them down. And you're supposed to, you're telling me that you're for free speech and platforming? Well, that's a hell of a way to show it. Um, you're you're for f uncancelable platforms, but you virtually that's for all intents and purposes you just canceled Parlor for we don't know how long. And so yes, I am rambling on and venting uh, my frustration. So let's talk about other things. Things and hopefully we'll we'll find out more about this subject. And so, real briefly, I guess we will go over because you probably heard in the news about this uh, Air National Guard airman from I believe from Massachusetts. He was arrested under espionage charges. He was. Uh, accused of leaking out state uh, top secret uh, information over the over the internet, and he did it over some server that gamers use to communicate with each other. And so he did that. Uh, maybe he thought he was being the next Julian Assange or uh, Eric Snowden, but we'll see. Um, but he has been arrested. Um, but still, there's there's questions, a lot of questions that um, 
his arrest brings about. Like, how did he get in this information? You know, you're an airman in the Air National Guard. You're only 20 years old. Um, how, how do you get access to this sort of top secret information? So apparently he had a job specialty where it was probably one of the very few that you can go in and I think it's some sort of has to do something with cybersecurity or something like that. So I think like the general uh, military person in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines with, with operational need for some top secret uh, information you know they can get that if they need it and I think this particular uh, MOS or job specialty that this person had had something to do with he was more of a generalist of that so maybe they'll the Department of the Air Force will rethink the wisdom of having a specialty maybe they'll redesign it so that you have to be an NCO or you have to be a certain level you just cannot go into the Air Force and become this specialist have this specialty but nonetheless he had it um, I guess we can argue about whether he should have but the other thing that people are talking about is how did he get at this information because apparently you know if you're giving out information about status of the Ukraine war and what we know about their troop levels and the operational control that the Ukrainians have and whether they're winning or losing and all these assessments and by the way the assessments are not good um, I think the picture of the Ukraine war has been you know one you know, other this is the Department of Defense looking at things through rose-colored glasses and they're giving us the glass half-full version when in reality if if these leaked reports uh, information is true then things are not going as well at, uh, in Ukraine as we were being led to believe and so it seems like um, but what I'm more concerned with, I mean, obviously, this is pretty important in and of itself. You know, our state secrets should remain just that. And if something is classified top secret, top, top secret SCI or, or something like that, you know, that is a big deal in and of itself. If, it, if that information gets leaked and if the wrong people have that information, I mean, yeah, that is in, a, in and of itself. A big deal but I think what I want to focus on besides that is because um, if you remember um, you know when you when we had all these press briefings when we just heard about these leaks apparently they've been known about for like a month now or something like that you know they they were I think it was the DOD um, not sure what had put out that it was misinformation and that these uh, this information had been doctored or altered in some way and it was not real information which kind of begs the question you know if you are um let's say the mo most likely scenario that this person is a misguided but well-meaning 
a person considers himself a patriot, you know, he he is trying to be like Eric Snowden or uh, Julian Julian Assange. You know, people the sort of person who puts out these secrets on like WikiLeaks or something like that. Um, and they they think that they're doing their fellow American or whatever uh, service by um, letting us know what's going what's really happening in the intelligence community and the military and so they they think that it's their job to let us know the truth of what's what's going on so assuming that's the case and barring any other explanation that we have so far um, that would seem to be the case is that you know, it's, this person is trying to be like an, another Snowden or another Assange. Um, not, not that you know, we should agree with they, what they've done, but they did it and it's there and the information is there. But that begs the question, why would he change that information? Um, why would he feel the need to release this? Now, obviously, if the things are going worse than we're being told with regards to the Ukraine crisis, the Ukraine war, and the Ukrainians aren't doing as good, and maybe um, some suggestions are maybe they're even losing the war, or at least they're not winning. You know, if that's your objective, why are you falsifying the information? I mean, you know, it's much more powerful to give people true information you know, secrets albeit but it's much more powerful if it's true it's very damning of what we're being told and we're being told one thing and the reality is quite another and so that kind of you know kind of begs the question again it's like why would you alter that information now, of course, if you were some disloyal person or, you know, you were some stooge of the, the Kremlin, for, let's say, just just for an example, then, yeah, maybe you would, you know, for propaganda purposes, you doctor these official estimates and change wording here to make things look worse, make your side look like you're doing better, you know, but... If there's no disloyalty involved, I guess this is what I'm saying. If disloyalty is not the factor here, and this is just some misguided person putting out the truth, and because they think that the truth is bad and people won't like it if they hear it, um, you know, that makes us question. Because remember, we were being led to believe by the Department of Defense spokespeople that this information had been altered it wasn't really uh, real information or reliable um, it turns out that mo most likely possibly that them saying that telling us that that was disinformation and the stuff that was leaked was actually accurate and them saying was inaccurate was the disinformation and so now we get back to the necessity of, you know, they wanted to have this misinformation and disinformation czar, you may remember, um, a little while ago. I think it was, uh, like a, um, I think it was uh, uh, 
Department of Defense, I think they were, was FBI or something like that, they were trying to open an office of disinformation, and people got wind of that and shut it down, now of course, it carried on, you know, low-key, they just didn't have that person who brought the attention to themselves, um, unnecessarily, they, they got rid of that person, but rest assured, um, there's still some sort of department of misinformation, disinformation somewhere doing basically that same mission. And so you had that. Now, what was the disinformation? Now, so you could imagine that this um, czar, this disinformation czar, this uh, ministry of truth person, as we like to call her, would she not be announcing the disinformation that we now believe it is that the DOJ or the uh, Department of Defense was putting out that these leaked secrets were wrong or altered? Because now that seems to be disinformation, but they're putting out, you know, that what we heard was disinformation. So that is, you know, that is problematic um, because like I said if this is just some misguided soul who thinks they're doing everybody a service by telling the truth and that people will, won't like the truth um, you know then that leads us to conclude that the information is accurate therefore any statements um, pre-bunking the information or disparaging the information that is the actual disinformation which would have come from our own government and so again tying this back into social media you know who are we to believe um, the people that we know like through Fauci and other um, departments they've misinformed us and give us deliberately give us disinformation regarding COVID-19 and other things and all host of other things we know that we've been lied to about a few things and but now they and that was the whole thing about Twitter you know all this different disinformation is now going to get through well no um, the real information was getting through and what you were trying to allow was at was the real disinformation and so hopefully I haven't confused you too much but I hopefully you get the the gist is like how are we supposed to trust someone who says this is disinformation now I don't think you know, I think you're a little bit naive if you're just gonna take their word for it and if someone uh, from a podium from the government says well this information that was leaked this is bad information it's not accurate it's not a great assessment it's wrong um if it turns out, you know, well, they were, well, first of all, they were worried about this stuff getting out. Um, so what, what is the actual disinformation here? Is it what was leaked online or is it them telling us that it's bad information? Which is the actual disinformation? That's what we would like to know. So... Uh, pretty much all I have on that and so that's the angle that I hope you will you know the takeaway is you know obviously 
you know, let's hope that this is just some bad actor for some, whatever reason, and he's caught, and that's all there is to it. But, you know, what if, you know, who was feeding this information? Who was leading him to get this information? And by the way, they had what was it called the Restrict Act, where they're trying, basically, it's called the Patriot Act 2.0, um, but with regards to what goes online content, that was shot down. And lo and behold, the very next day after their act, you know, their Patriot Act uh, sort of uh, legislation was shot down, all of a sudden we have this information of, you know, this guy is caught. And, oh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we really need to have access to everybody um, we need we need to have greater access to what people post online because just and they're going to cite this guy as an example of why they need greater control of what we put online and stuff and they're going to want to control what is you know disinformation um, according to them and so and believe me it has very little to do with outlet you know we were. You know, we were told, we were sold this as a ban of TikTok. Well, it turns out that this act, um, this Restrict Act, I think it's called, um, was very, had very little to do, wouldn't necessarily um, outlaw TikTok. It certainly, uh, it was broad enough so that basically anybody, any information, any platform that they didn't like, could be shut down and it gave them justification for shutting down not just TikTok but any information because it was the legislation as it was written was so broad that you know basically anybody any foreign investment in any platform would be subject to this and so we don't want that you know we would We'd be fine with maybe a very finely tuned piece of legislation that would, you know, affect TikTok. Basically not much else. You'd have to be, have a very specific set of circumstances and work with maybe very specific countries and ownerships. Um, but that was not the case. They they tried to use this anti-TikTok TikTok legislation this TikTok ban supposed TikTok ban as basically a Trojan horse to bring in all of this regulation regulatory authority basically more censorship authority and so you know we we should be aware of that aspect of what's going on and okay if this guy who you know, we heard was, you know, uh, releasing classified information. We don't still know why, but if that's all it was, and he was just one person, somehow he found this all on his own. That's great. I mean, you know, problem solved, and we can all go home and rest easier tonight. But, you know, this sort of information, the kind of information he gets, being you know, an Air National Guardsman from Massachusetts kind of doesn't add up. Um, and, you know, how how would this person know where even to look for? Because you just, you know, 
if you have a class, if you have a security clearance, that doesn't just mean that you can just go on to any classified server and look up anything you want. You know, you have to know what you're looking for. And usually if, if it's like TSSCI or above, you know, you have to be read on to that spe specific project. You know, these things are done on a need to know. And so even if you have a TS top secret clearance, you may not be, that doesn't mean you're cleared for everything that's top secret, just what you need to know to do your particular job. And very few people have a need to know um, everything. Probably very few people in the world do know everything. And so it's weird that a, a 20 year old from the, um, Massachusetts Air National Guard, not to disparage National Guardsmen, because, you know, I was one myself once, um, not, not to disparage what they do, but maybe to have that as an entry-level job, which apparently this person had, maybe that was not the correct way to go. Um, you know, if any good comes from that, maybe we'll at least get discussion about maybe what's the appropriate rank and time and service and level of classification for someone to do this job. Um, so if nothing else, hopefully we revisit, the military will revisit what what um, this classification is allowed to see and allowed to do. Maybe it should be something for, an, you know, an NCO, you know, level person or an officer level person maybe that is a more appropriate level than just an airman and so we will uh, follow this and if there's anything really important um, um, be prepared to listen online or follow online maybe not on uh, parlor for the next few days but you know certainly on getter and on libertyrelearned.com and Liberty Relearned on Facebook. So we will leave it there. Covered a lot of ground. And thank you for indulging me, griping about what this company did and you know, parlor and you know, is this you know all much ado about nothing? Maybe it is. But you know, kinda like having parlor, I kinda like the idea of having a Twitter alternative, you know, so we'll see what happens with that. Maybe, maybe I'm overreacting and won't, won't that be nice? I'll be fine. You know, if this is just all an overreaction on my part and, and everything's back to normal in a couple of days, but we'll see. Let's hope so. And so thank you for watching and listening. Uh, I want to thank you for following at LR Podcast on Gutter, where you can still follow us on social media and on Facebook and libertyrelearn.com online. And so until next time, stay healthy, happy, and free.